Hey yo, and here we go, another episode of We Talk Music on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Martin, and I'm joined by the King of the Casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. And Brett, we have talked to a lot of people in the dozen or so years we've been doing this job, but I don't know if we've ever had anybody more interesting or compelling than the gentlemen who were fortunate enough to join us today. That's right. I mean, the from the moment that I first heard him, I mean, I got to say, I just instantly fell in love with his flow. I mean, I'm a huge fan of rap as a genre anyways, but uh, we are super lucky to have a gentleman who just released an album called Ildren, which is absolutely wonderful. We have King Iso on the show. King Iso, how are you? Man, I am blessed. I have no complaints, man. Other than this cold weather, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Fantastic. And like I say, I mean, we are so excited to talk to you and especially about Ildren. I mean, Ildren is a is a really, really good album and it's so deep and in depth. Uh, like, was it a challenge for you to make just based on the subject matter? Um, I feel like uh, everything that I make is a is a challenge to myself because I'm always trying to um, outdo myself. You know what I mean? Like I try to make sure what I do is personally better than what my previous work was. But this one was more of a challenge as a whole because um, I was impatient right before I started um, writing the album. You know what I mean? So I got the idea when I was inpatient, like, you know, I, I hadn't been to group therapy or any type of therapy or inpatient for so long that a lot of the things that we talked about in that short window of time, it was only like three days. Um, but it, it, it really like got at my childhood, you know what I mean? And it got to the root of a lot of trauma and stuff like that. And I said, man, and there's a whole bunch of kids in there too. You know what I mean? So the the crazy thing and the the odd thing, but also like an eye opener about being impatient is you like there are fifteen year old kids, there's ten year old kids, there's sixty year old men and women in there, and you're just mixed in with them, and you get to hear different things. You know what I mean? That are also relative to what you're going through. So I said, well, man, I I had an idea, man, like because I because I felt like at everybody when they were expressing themselves in group it all was pretty much the same thing. Everybody talked about what they went through in their childhood and how all of that kind of made a domino effect or a snowball effect as to why they are or where they are today mentally. So I challenged myself to talk about, you know, tough things that I hadn't really got at, like my stepfather or, or being a stepdad, you know, the song Step Daddy, which, you know, talks about, having and then also being and then understanding what may have been his disposition at the time so it was you know it, it was like okay i have to go in and talk about some things that i haven't really expressed with my family because i'm so i'm vulnerable in my music but that this is probably um yeah most definitely my most personal album so yeah that, it was a challenge but i but i like challenges you know what i mean yeah do you think that i think it takes a lot of courage yeah. by the way it, it does. It takes a lot of courage. I, I'm very okay. hesitant to tell people what's inside me. You know, I think mm -hmm. a lot of us are. And the mm -hmm. fact that you're able to, through your music, share your 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 journey in this way, uh, it, it takes a lot of courage. And I really respect that. I appreciate you, boss. Now, do you think that being vulnerable is um, is a positive or can it be a negative in in this kind of music? I would say for me, what I'm learning about 
the battery is what we can call it <laughs> is it's it's whatever it's whatever it's however you decide to plug it in you know what i mean i feel like it's there's only analogy i could think of is like you put a battery in a remote if you flip it the wrong way it's, you're not really going to get anything you're going to have like a negative reaction versus if you put it in the right way then you could do whatever you need to do to your tv you know what i mean to make it work and that's how i look at it is like in hip hop or just a lot of music period but mainly hip hop and rap you know it's it's always been such a masculine grungy raw strong art and there's nothing wrong with that at all you know what i mean because i feel like metal is the same exact thing it's like just head banging just you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i feel like it takes a real artist to really express these things and not saying that if you don't it doesn't make you real because you have to respect people's comfortability level and what they choose to express that goes with anybody that wants to go into group therapy when they're inpatient or not like i don't have nothing against those people because i myself for the longest time i didn't want to tell anybody anything so in music i feel like it works however i look at it because this is what i'll tell you like from personal experience, why I chose to go the way I went. So a lot of my music, you know, I have the hardcore music. I have those hardcore experiences, the, you know, the the real 808, you know, bass-driven heavy beats and stuff like that and subject matter. I went on some of my first tours and I started doing a song called Don't Let Go. And, you know, it's a suicide awareness song. And these crowds, you know, like there's juggalos, technicians, there's, you know, real hip hop heads. I was like hesitant to do it. I didn't want to do it. And it was crazy because I did all of this rapidly rap stuff and metaphors and dope stuff and like got the oohs and ahs. But when I did Don't Let Go, and I'm telling people, you know, don't, you know, pretty much like when you feel like you're suicidal, like just, just hang on, you know what I mean? Just like, it'll be okay. The reaction I got was priceless. Like so many people lined up. That was my, like my first time ever having people lined up to like shake my hand and give me hugs. I've seen people tattooed from head to toe, literally crying like, man, I've never felt what you made me feel just now. And like, just like do me a favor and keep doing that. That was one of my first tours ever in life. Like that was really outside of my hometown of Omaha. Like I was in uh, Seattle, Washington when that happened. So I feel like there's there's a positive, you know what I mean? Like, granted, yeah, people love the rapidly rap stuff, you know, because it's like, oh, he's dope. He can put words together and he could do it fast. He could do it slow. He could do, you know, different things. But when it comes to the subject matter that really matters, that hits home and that matters to people when the music stops, you see a difference. Because it's like 90% of our consumers or people like us, bro, you know what I mean? We're not riding around in... Lamborghinis throwing $50,000 in a strip club every night. Like, that's not my reality. And, and if it's your reality, more power to <laughs> you. But the, ma the majority of people I know, bro, like when I see a lot of rap songs and stuff like that, I'm like, that's, it looks cool for TV. You know what I mean? Like, nice. But like, in reality, I don't think I've ever met anybody that lives like that. You know what I'm saying? So when the mute, like I, I look at it, like I'm real big on energy and um, consumption. Like, like, you know, like, what do you watch? What do you follow? What do you, what do you, what are you looking at on Instagram? What are you looking at? 
you know, in your spare time, because all of those things are different forms of consumption and they can affect your energy. If I wake up and I listen to a bunch of negative ass music, I feel like that's going to shift my day. If I wake up and I'm on Instagram or Facebook and I'm reading negative blogs and stuff like that and just, you know, because there's a lot of pages like that and it's really like damn near got the culture in a chokehold. And I hate the fact that we have to even have things like that. Like, you know, there's, you know, the usual suspects, I won't say their names, but like you see interviews, this rapper's talking about this rapper or this musician is talking about this musician or the headline says this person seemingly makes fun of this. It's like, why do I want that to be a part of my day when people are going through real life problems right now? Not saying that we can't make happy music because, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like everything isn't happy, everything isn't sad, but I feel like the way you approach it means everything to your listener. If you're going to spend your hard-earned money on listen to, listening to me talk, I would hope that I'm saying something that helps you throughout your day. I would hope that you got something from it. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel like it works. A lot of people are like, oh, we don't want to talk about that stuff and da 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 And I feel like that gets deep too, because then you then you ask, then you pose the question, well, why not? Why aren't we talking about stuff that matters when 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 the suicide rates are the highest they've ever been? When you can barely get a bed. And it ranges from all different walks of life. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're a black kid, white kid. Hispanic kid, everybody's in there, bro. Like when I was in there, there was like everybody, men, women, it doesn't matter, all different walks of life, Christian, Muslim, gangster, not gangster, like everybody's in there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, there's something that we need to, there's really something that we need to do with these big platforms because it can help. You know what I mean? If I turn on the TV and my favorite rapper or actor or singer is saying, hey, I go to therapy, man, and I know that, you know, some of my listeners may be going through it. It makes me feel that much more of a personal connection and that they actually care about me because I'm the one buying your tickets to your shows. I'm the one streaming your music on Apple, Spotify. I'm the one buying your, your $40 T-shirts and standing in the cold to get into your shows. I would hope that you cared about me as a person. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I think especially like after COVID, like we've moved so much into that mental health arena and and it, it's become truly OK to talk about that. And it's OK now to to let these things be a part of you. Like we, we've moved away from that, mm-hmm. that, you know, like like, you know, the, the 50s when it's just like the men that had to be, you know, completely like keep everything inside. And stuff like that used to exist, basically. Yeah. 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 And the and the and the the crazy part about it is is like that is 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 I, I get it I understand because us as men we have literally the world on our shoulders I get it I understand that but in the same breath it's like well imagine how a person feels that you know what I mean like like just I feel like it just takes it doesn't even take a super open mind to realize like like imagine like men get all of this dumped on them. Like since kids don't cry, you don't, don't, don't act like a sissy. Don't be a wimp. Da, 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 da. You know? And it's like, since a child, you're taught to suppress your emotions, to be a man as a child. And then you go into the world as a young adolescent, then you are, are a young teenager, then you're a young adult, then you're an older adult. 
And it's like, where in that window of time or duration of time have you ever been taught to deal with your emotions? And there's a lot of angry men that don't even, they don't even know what they're feeling. They don't even know how to express or to pinpoint what exactly is going on. So then eventually you have men that have a lot of this rage and a lot of anger issues. You know what I mean? My sister works with uh, battered women and uh, mm. in that in that field. And she talks about how difficult that actually is for the men because when they, you know, hit a woman, yeah. the amount of guilt that they feel and the amount that they don't feel like a man anymore is devastating. She says that that's the part that people don't think about as well, that there's two victims going on here. And they're often, you know, I mean, I think it, setting back and going, okay, this isn't right, but let's try and solve the problem. Let's try and help the problem. Let's try and understand the problem. That's mm -hmm. something that we need to do more of. And yeah, right. I mean, I, I think, you, you know, talking about these type of things is very important. Yeah. And it's um, a lot of it, man. Yeah. It, it just has to do with identifying what is harmful and, and not, you know what I mean? And, and what can be considered detrimental to your health and safety and the others around you. You know what I mean? Some people grew up watching their moms and dads in abusive relationships and they think that it's okay. I, I firsthand have seen people that have, um, inherited that type of environmental psycho psychology and they believe it's okay just because that's what they grew up around. That is a whirlwind of a problem on its own. You know what I mean? So it gets deep, you know, because you psychologically are trained for this to be your norm. Like you just think this is a normal thing and that's not okay. And it just, it just needs to be corrected. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like all of this, you know, in any, in any sort of capacity, it all works the same. You know what I mean? Like as, as a, let's say like your father and your mother never gave you the open space to, to cry or to express yourself because they wanted you to be a strong young, young man and, and get out here and be tough because the world doesn't care or whatever they may have told you, whatever the verbiage was, right? You get older, you have kids, you still haven't got to that level of uh processing or understanding your own trauma or vicarious trauma and um you pass this down to your child as well it's an ongoing cycle you know what i mean because those values are inherited and those values are like cherished which is crazy and, it, and it's it's crazy to, it's crazy to say this because yes it's honorable as a child to say yeah this is what my father and mother taught me so this is something that i hold dear to my heart the that is a, a conundrum because it's like, okay, well, what if some of these values are literally what's destroying you and what is going to destroy generations after you? And that's why they have this term breaking generational curses now. You know what I mean? And I feel like, man, just the, just the discussion alone is enough. It's because a lot of people don't like to have these, what they call uncomfortable conversations because it's uncharted territory for a lot of people you know what i mean like, how do we mm -hmm. great how do we educate people in this kind of case i mean your music is great and that and that's like one of the things that i think is awesome is like you talked right. about when when somebody you look up to 
is willing to say these things. And I think that's why when I say your music is great, it's because people can listen to this. People can realize that it's okay for a strong man to come out and say these things. So how do we yeah. educate? Yeah. I mean, Mike, I just, I just feel like getting the conversation started is enough. You know what I mean? Like, when, I'm not going to say that's enough, but that that's enough to tip that, that first, that, like the most important domino. It's like literally talking and getting the conversation started is so important because now we have dialogue and now we're engaging, which is going to be like, okay, we're, we'll talk about problems. We'll talk about our past. We'll, we'll try to get to the root. And then we have to be solution oriented. You know what I mean? So a lot of like, if you listen to a lot of my songs, you'll be like, okay, he's talking about the negative part. And then now he's talking about the positive side or what he's learned. Like, I don't ever want to just leave people like on, you know, like, like a cliffhanger, like, okay, well, what's next? Like, how do I go from this? You know what I mean? Getting the conversation started is, is amazing because like, even on like Instagram, bro, I follow a, a few people like uh, a guy named Mastin Kip. He's amazing. Uh, I think his name is Tom or Tim Bailey or something like that. It's called the impact theory. These people like have like talk shows and that's all they talk about. And they bring special guests on there that aren't just like, famous musicians or you know athletes like they bring in doctors like you know what i mean they bring in psychiatrists from all over the world and they're offering their two cents on what they feel like so now it's it's becoming more and more of a normalized thing and that's why i say the conversation is important because what you see all of the time is because it's being it's being shot to you and it becomes normalized. You know what I mean? Like if you go turn on the radio and there's there's, there's this song that's blowing up, and it's not really by choice, bro. It's because the programmers and the DJs or the record labels, they're selecting this song and they're shooting it to you via radio waves and television in your phone. So it's like, I like this song now. No, you probably don't. You just heard it a million times. If we take that same methodology and Every time you turn on the radio, hey, it's okay to talk about what you're going through. I am just like you. And whoop, 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 whoop. And you turn on your TV, hey, I know, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? It's like people feel more comfortable. And that's why I say that, you know, the environmental psychology is important because when we were playing outside as kids, we didn't talk about that stuff. It was shut up, put some dirt on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to bed, do your chores. I don't want to hear that crying. Like that's, that's how I, you know what I mean? That's how me and a lot of people I know grew up. So changing that, like even with my kids, like it's, it's crazy because my oldest, he's 12 years old and um, he had a, uh, he's, you know, he, he deals with stuff as well. And he called me and it made me feel so proud as a parent because he's literally said like, dad, like I, I feel like I can only talk to you about certain stuff like that, certain stuff that I can't necessarily even talk to my mom or my therapist about. And as a father, that made me feel amazing because I'm like, he's literally realizing and acknowledging and taking advantage of the safe space to have these conversations. He's not just going to keep packing it in and then eventually regurgitate. And I feel like that's where we start to see a lot of behavior problems in young men and women is because they don't have a space to let their anger out. Like my son, he could yell at me if he wants. He could like, like 
yell and express himself from from being angry. Like I want him to be able to identify these emotions. I don't want him to just suppress, 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 because eventually it's like, well, what are you going to do with all of that? It's still there. Suppressing is nothing but let's just uh, let's just push it. You know, like when the trash gets full and you just <laughs> just got to yeah, your wife's like the trash is overflowing. Like, what do you? That's like that's literally what it is. So it's like I had years and years of like I wanted to talk to my mom or say something that really affected me for years to my mom and my stepfather, and I never did. And then eventually, like my behavior was out of control, and I didn't even know or realize what it was, and I was spiraling. That's something that I don't want for my my kid or anybody's kids or even just a people. You know what I mean? Well, and again, hats off yeah. to you for providing ahead, that safe, just for providing that safe space. I mean, that's fantastic that you do that. Thank you. I appreciate you, boss. Yeah, it's very important. I can, I can tell you it's very important. Um, we live in a society right now where a lot of people don't want to hear, though, other people's opinion. They don't they, they just they don't even want to hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it kind of your thoughts on that? trend of of people just wanting to shut down somebody whose opinion is different than theirs um that i I feel like that's when you have to get into the mindset of growth and maturity as far as what do they it's a quote going around that says accountability is also realizing the role you play in your own suffering it's a real like solid quote and I had to realize that on my own, being inpatient, outpatient, inpatient, outpatient, inpatient, outpatient. And it got to a point where I pointed the fingers so many times, like, well, I went through this and I went through that. And okay, you're getting the conversation started, which was good because people complaining is a good thing almost because it's like, okay, well, you're being honest about how you feel, but everything that you feel isn't real, but at least you're expressing now. Do you want to feel better? Is it honestly something that you want to do? Or do you just want to play the blame game? Because at the end of the day, they say life is, um, what do they say? 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. So my response to a lot of my trauma and a lot of my, you know, uh, adversity that I faced, I played, I played a significant role in my own suffering. A lot of people are scared of that mirror because then it's like, oh, well, you're you you had some instances where you were wrong as well that's why i feel like that's why people shut that conversation off because it's easy to say well you know i got abused as a child or i got beat up and i got teased and yeah that's okay i understand that you know what i mean like i get it like me too you know what i mean like like it's happened to a, a very large amount of us but are we going to be 35 40 years old treating people like pieces of shit because of some stuff we went through when we were 10 and 11. Some people don't want to acknowledge what they've done on the other side of that bar. They don't want that. You know what I mean? It's just that we're going to play the blame game. So that I feel like that's the reason why some people might just shut it down. I don't care what nobody else has to say because this is my life. And I went in this like, bro, there's a million people that went through the same thing you went through. So you have to have an open mind and be willing to hear other layers and other perspectives that can help you heal. Once I, once I did that, it seems small, right? It's a big thing. What it is, is I shut, I just, I just shut up. I just had to shut up. 
like, okay, okay, we understand what you've been through. You've said it a thousand times in group now, Terrell. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I so we get it. And I just was like, well, let me listen. Let me try your their way. Let me try this per and I like I just you know how some people just you can tell like they don't want help, they just want attention. Mm-hmm. I had to, I, I wanted attention. I wanted the attention and the acknowledgement of what I went through. And that's okay. Okay. Now you have our attention because you're literally impatient and you're under the board of mental health. You can't leave now. You got all the attention you need. I had a camera in my room. I had 15 minute, uh, uh, on, on the mark check-ins. At, like, I, you know what I mean? They pop in my door. Now I got the attention. Right. What do I do now? It's time to shut up. It's time to listen to the professionals. It's time to really take this vital information in and apply it. You know what I mean? And and use this acquired wisdom to heal myself and others around me rather than play the blame game and keep this perpetual cycle of me going in and out of crisis. That's why I feel like some people, they don't want to hear it because they're just not ready to face the the role they play in their own suffering. Yeah. See, you have to take the ownership of of yeah. yourself and and of everything that you that that is you yeah yeah you know what i mean like something happened to me and i go do that same thing to somebody and i and i blame the fact that it happened to me well no you literally just became the the very thing that you complain about and a lot of people they just don't see that like it's just always an excuse as to why they are behaving the way they are behaving and i had to snap out of that you know what i mean like a good portion of relationships I was in, I got cheated on. And I was like, well, that's just the way it is. And there were people that women that didn't cheat on me. And I just thought that, you know what I mean? That it was okay because it's like, well, you know, da, 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 da. and it's like, come on, man. The very thing that hurt me and made me change my perspective in a toxic way. I am literally passing down this same exact type of trauma because of something I haven't acknowledged is wrong. You know what I mean? And the mirror is, the mirror is a motherfucker is what they say. You know, it, it, it is to people, bro. And um, I just feel like once we get out of that and like people just really let their guard down and really want to be healed and really say, okay, I'm going to take accountability. I'm going to just, you know what I mean? Do what I have to do. It it becomes easier. And a lot of people that do express themselves, they do that. They don't, they don't have a wall up to where it's like, Hey, this is what needs to be done. But they, they don't talk about being accountable. I feel like that's the main part in our healing is being accountable. There's a song that I uh, I know called Feels Good. Mm-hmm. And there's go, feels good, feeling so bad because I am invincible. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think a lot of people, a lot of people live there where, mm-hmm. you know, it feels good feeling awful, feeling terrible because nobody else can take you down any further. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and yeah. just and you stay there and it's you feel in like I say, invincible in that way. But it's not the way to move forward. Right. Right, man. It's um, it's 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 tough, boss. It's, it really is, because I know a lot of people, man. And, and you got to give people grace because we all are running our own marathon. So I get it if I look over and somebody. It's just, you know, they're not there yet. They're not there. And like, I'm ready to be accountable for everything I went through. 
And really, you know what I mean? And it's it's sad to watch, but I can't make anybody be accountable if they're not ready. I can't make anybody realize, hey, man, just listen, try to look at it this way. I can only offer my two cents if they want to put it in their change jar. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, that's I feel like that's where the, the deflect game comes up. Because if you ask the average person, who, who, who hurt you and who did that and what happened? That's a conversation that's tough enough already, but I guarantee you, it's very easy to do this. Oh, yeah, I grew up like this, and we didn't have anything, and I had to, uh, 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 everything just happened to you, 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 right? Every The world revolves around you. All right, okay. What did you do in response? As a response, how did you navigate? Ooh, am I Am I there? Yep. Yep. I totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a response, how did you how did you navigate how did you navigate your day to day life? Were you angry? Did that anger get put on people that didn't necessarily deserve it? Did your wife and kids get the brunt of your bad days? Did your best friend just by proxy had to deal with stuff? You know what I mean? Like that is a real thing. You know, like think of it like this mom or dad comes home when you're young and you don't know why they're so angry or what's happening. And you're just in the crossfire of their anger path. They, some, something happened at work or something happened between them. There's a divorce going on. There's, these are all things we've been around and we are as people, people like to internalize things. We make it about us all the time because it feels so personal. That's what I did as a kid. I was like, man, well, I'm the reason why mom and, and dad are getting a divorce. I'm the reason why the house is in disarray. I'm the I'm just, you know, I'm just da, 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 da. I'm just nobody loves me. I'm I used to self-mutilate and, and carve alone in my arm and stuff like that. Like I did that as a 10-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is all my fault. Everything is bad because of me. And then that sadness eventually metamorphosized into anger. And then that anger turned into just a whirlwind of just stuff that I just did not need to do or take out on people. And years and years later, I found myself incarcerated and in many mental uh, health facilities because of it and developed illnesses because of it. You know what I mean? So I feel like that is, um, that is very important for people to, to, to get to, you know what I mean? And I've I've said all my sorries and I still do. You know what I mean? Like one thing I one thing I will give myself a pat on the back for, man, because we have to give ourselves grace even for lasting this long. Um, is that man, like we know, we know when we're right or wrong. And it's and I and I really can appreciate that when somebody just something as acknowledge something as small as acknowledging your wrongdoing, it people don't realize how far that goes. When somebody can say, hey, man, you know, I was I had a bad day. I'm sorry for how I was when I was in the car the other day. And I didn't mean it. That takes so much off of another person because then it's like, oh, well, he even acknowledged it. And it made me feel seen when maybe I didn't even he didn't even I felt like he didn't see me or she didn't see me while they were going through what they were going through. That trauma, it works like that. Literally, people get. Like shrapnel, bro, is just like you're a grenade, boom, and everybody's just getting hit with these pieces, and then you don't even realize it. And then when you feel better, guess what? Somebody still might not feel better from what you were. Just because, oh, you're having a better day today doesn't mean that the person that you said, whatever you said to that really struck a chord, 
they're not better yet. And you say, hey, what's going on? And then now it's, it becomes ping pong. You know what? I, and some of that never gets talked about. There's years and years of, of gaps, social gaps with family and friends. And you know what I mean? That don't get closed because of that. They just were like, well, I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. So nobody even knows what happened or occurred. And then this person that caused it, their pride wall goes up. Remember, we talked about a lot of people don't want to be accountable. And then it's just undealt with. It's just sitting there in limbo. And that's sad. I've reached out to people from like five, 10 years ago, like, hey, man, like, I know it might be a little weird, but I was messed up back then, bro. If anything happened in that window of time, I was on meds and it doesn't make it okay. I was, you know, I was on drugs. I was a raging alcoholic. And I just want to say, man, like I, like, I apologize. You know what I mean? And I'm in a better space now. And if there's anything you need to talk about or get off your chest, I'm here, man. I take full accountability, man. And that shit makes people day, man. You know what I'm saying? They could let, like, at least let that layer go. It's a, you know what I mean? It's amazing to me sometimes how much something somebody says that just seems like an offhand remark that they don't put anything thought into can actually be the thing that really gets to you, you know? Man, and 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 that's, you know, like, that goes back to even us being kids, you know, and teachers just say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And it's like people laugh at stuff like that, but it's like it's – it's for real. I try not to even have conversations when I'm angry. I literally would just like, let me process, let me process it first. Cause right now I'm just in the thick of it. I'm going to say something I don't mean. And like me and my lady, we have, <laughs> cause women like to talk right there. And then me, I'm like, Hey, I need a minute. I got to step outside for a smoke. I got to go for a drive. Let me go to the gym. Let me come back. But my lady is like, no, we're going to talk about this now. We need to talk about this now because I don't want it to harbor. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm a little different because you know how we get as men. We're, we're ragers. We just, all right, all right, I don't care about that. I don't give about it. And it's like women are like, they just internalize, internalize, and they're emotional. So even just being with like, you know, like a solid woman or a solid partner, whatever, whatever your walk of life is, that's important. That is very important because it creates awareness and a balance of, okay, this is how I deal with it, but other people might not deal with it the same. So I need to find common ground in my day-to-day life. So trying to figure that out is, 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 is crazy as it is, but it's important. You know what I mean? Because all my kids aren't the same. My, 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 my youngest doesn't process his anger the way my oldest does. You know what I mean? And my oldest doesn't process his anger the way I do. So we have a whole unit here in, in the household. You, and we're trying to learn how to give everybody a voice, understand what everybody needs at that particular time. And then rather than just shut it out and think the world revolves around you, because that's what I feel like a lot of people do. Like, well, I'm just going to do what I do. And it's like, that's kind of selfish. You know what I mean? Because it affects everybody, whether you see it right now or not. Eventually you will, you know. You talk about that troubled past that you had, you know, mm-hmm. and the anger and the alcoholism and the different things. Well, some people would look at their life and they go, boy, I'd like to go back and change this, 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 and this. And some people go, I'm glad for everything I experienced because it got me to where I am today. Which mm-hmm. one of those are you? 
Both. <laughs> and because because I look at it like, okay, man, well, if I didn't go through a lot of that, I would I would I be happier? Would I be further? And then all of the people that I hurt and things that happened as a subsequence to whatever happened to me, like wouldn't have happened. That sounds good, right? That sounds really good, right? But then again, it's like nobody's perfect and you need to fail. Like fail, failing is a part of success. There's no such thing as just success without failing. You have to get things wrong. Like that's just the balance. That's what makes success feel so good. Like just like I, I'm an avid gym goer. So I'm, I'm not going to go in there and pick up the, my max. You know what I mean? That I trained six months to get to on the first day of the first time ever being in the gym. You know what I mean? So for me, I would, I would say, uh, I say, I'd say both, but I would, I would lean more towards just letting what happened happen because it feels that much better to, to heal and have the wisdom and the experience. And I feel like that, that works because even being inpatient a lot, a lot of those kids and, you know, just people in there, they don't want to talk to people because they feel like, you're just a person with a lab coat on. You don't. You haven't been through what I've been through. You haven't made the same mistakes. You're just saying what you're saying from some book you learned to retain information from. That's how a lot of them look at health professionals. So it's like you get somebody like me in there. What I learned is this too. Like even like when I got in there, like I was like, you know what? Let me just start the conversation. Let me just let me just go ahead and just. I have nothing else to do. You know what I mean? Let me just talk. And somebody will be like, oh, I went through that same thing. And then somebody else will be like, oh, well, oh, yeah, that's crazy because I kind of went. And now here we are without those occurrences and without those mistakes I've made and stuff that I've been through. I might not have that, you know, re uh, relative connection with these people, e even with what I do in my career. So it's like. I go like this because, you know, you know how we say if we knew then what we know now, I'd probably be so much further. Like, you never know. And I and I'm I was it's funny. I'm, I'm watching. Uh, I just started watching the Flash movie last night and he mm, went yes. back in time, went back in time to try to save his mom. You know what I mean? And dude just changed one event and it changed everything. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it. Like, man, well, I, I, who knows? Like, maybe. I needed to be equipped to get to where I'm at. Otherwise, I I could be worse. Who knows? Like, you know what I mean? So I I battle a little bit because, you know, just like, you know, I, I'm watching The Flash like, hey, if I could run back in time and save a loved one that passed and I knew that I I, I was fast enough to do it, would I, would I try it? The, the curiosity in me and just the selfishness in me would say, hell yeah, I'm going to go back and get one last hug. We're going to go kick it and we're going to go get some, some, some cake and do it like old times. But I already know that changes everything in the future. It's like it's not the same result. No matter how much you want to go back and change something, changing that one event is 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 going to be a canon event for everything to follow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to like your flow and just and just your style, like at what point did you kind of realize that that like was that was that like practiced or did you just kind of realize that you could do that man it um it was practice also it was um it was just listening to everything i listened to um you know being from the midwest in the middle of omaha nebraska you know 
I listened to everything. You know, it was a lot of Bone Thugs, a lot of Twister, a lot of uh, Tech Nine. Um, then you know, Tupac, E Forty. Like the 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 cool thing about being in the middle is, is just everything passes through here. Mm-hmm. So I I was just hearing everything. So I you know. I wanted to learn lyrics and I'm like, man, Bone is rapping really fast. So I would literally, you know, we had our little CD Walkmans, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or uh, cassette tape players and press play and stop and then write it down and press play, stop, write it down. Then I would try to say it with them. And then I developed the ability to, to tongue twist. You know what I mean? Listening to like the crossroads or listening to tech nine stamina and stuff. I'm like, how are they doing? You know what I mean? So it was just a challenge. You know, and I listen to a lot of Tupac. You know, I listen to a lot of Sade. I listen to um, Black Sabbath. I, li- I had a lot of I had a lot of dope um, music lovers around me. You know what I mean? Like uh, the person who got me in actually going to the studio, Snake Lucci. He's a uh, he's a big rocker, but he's but he's a he's a rapper. You know what I'm saying? He's a rapper, but he would always. I remember he got in the car one day and put me on the Deftones, and I'm like, this is dope. He's like, man, listen to this, listen to this. So it influenced my style, you know, production wise and just also subject matter. Like I'm, I'm always doing like, you know, like you can hear the rock influence in my in my music. Mm-hmm. You can hear the Tupac influence. You could hear the Dr. Dre influence like it's all over the place. So it just came from just literally having an open mind and open ear musically and, and just studying. And then what was the thing when I hear? Oh, go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask what what drew Tech Nine to you. Man, um, you know, the thing about tech was, is that uh, I'd never heard anybody like that before. Like I heard people tongue twist, you know, that's 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 always been a thing. But tech had this. uh, He just had what's the word? uh, Eclectic style, man. So I was like, like. Like when I heard like dormant, I've been loving. I'm like, I, I didn't hear. You know, okay, so like Run DMC had, you know what I mean? Like there, there, there was rappers before who had like that rock, like mesh. Mm-hmm. But the way he was doing it, I'm like, he just, I was like, this dude has a lot going on at once, and it's literally, if it, it felt like a melting pot of like all styles. And I think that's what he said. Becoming, uh, well, his 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 rap name, you know, like number nine. He wanted to be the completion of like all styles. And I was like, well, damn, that's what really caught my ear. Cause I'm like, he's rapping slow on this song. He's kind of like harmonizing on this song. It sounds like opera on this song. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you got metal and then you're chopping, you're doing it. I'm like, this is dope. Cause I hadn't heard anybody that was doing it all. You know what I mean? Like usually rappers had that one thing that they did and they were good at that one thing. And that's how we identify different rappers. Now you take this one rapper, you take Tech Nine, and it's like this, this is Tech Nine we're talking about. Go, he'll go do something with Corey Taylor. Turn around, go do something with Lil Wayne. Turn around, jump on the phone with Elton John. Then turn around and go talk to Eminem. Then turn around and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I was like, I, I I loved that because I was like, this dude is literally a master of music. Like it's not just. I'm like, I don't even call tech nine a rapper. Like I call him like, he's just a musician. Like you're just, you can't really, there's not really a, a genre that I could like, he, he is the genre. You know what I mean? That's what drew him to me. I was like, this dude's so different. You know what I mean? And I studied him a lot and it, and it helped me and sh- helped shape me to be open-minded with doing different types of music. 
I often think to myself, you know, somebody working in a hip hop artist or rapper, they hear sounds probably differently than I do. Whereas I hear mm-hmm. what a sound is, they hear what a sound could be or what mm-hmm. music could be. You mm-hmm. know, is there something to that, do you think? Um, it it uh, for me it depends on your actual like love for just music. You know what I mean? Or like like how like like how do you because I feel like sometimes we 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 can be trained to hear certain things, or is it just a natural thing? Like me, I'm just intrigued by all music because I hear something that's different. Like let's say like alternative music, like the, like the arpeggio type of stuff that goes on. Like I don't know what it is, but it's intriguing to me. Like in like techno music, I'm like. I'm like, that sounds different. Like, and then I think like, oh, I could take that. And then I could blend that with that. And then I could do that. So nothing, nothing is like a barrier. Like, oh, I don't like that. Like, I'm a big fan of classical music. Like, if you notice, like I use a lot of pianos and strings in my, you know what I mean? I am a huge Beethoven, Mozart, all it like, like literally classical music is super dope to me because it's so complex and it's, and it's big, powerful music. And the majority of music samples music anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like you listen to old hip hop records. It's like, yo, where do you think these chops are coming from? These these different chops and different layers of music are coming from James Brown or, you know, or Elvis or whoever else they want to sample at that time period. You know what I'm saying? And it just goes back, you know, and it's like, okay, well, if you want to be, in my opinion, dope, you just have to have a open mind when it comes to different styles and different layers of music so when i hear stuff it's not just for what it could be i hear it for what it is and then also what it could be like ooh, like that would be dope to do something like that with this i could take that and combine that with this and then probably create a a, a casserole like nobody had before you know what i'm saying <laughs> You know what I mean? Like a master chef. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like that's the, it's the exact same thing. Somebody, somebody sat down one day and was like, you know what would be good? What if we put salt and pepper and we <laughs> put a little bit of garlic? You know what I'm saying? Like, who was the first person? And they and they used to go to war over spices and stuff like that back in the day. Like, that's how I, ironic that shit, or not ironic, but iconic that was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so different. It was like a mixture of, of, of different of different cultures and tastes and stuff like that. And, and the world went crazy over it. I, I, you know, I feel like that's a parallel to music. Like, Ooh, this is a new sound. I feel like that's why uh, music has went through its phases like disco. You know what I mean? Had the world in a chokehold at one point in time. Cause it was different and it was, it was fun times in the, you know, the seventies and eighties, you know what I mean? And then the nineties came. And then rap just started sounding, you know, music started sounding completely different. And then it just goes through its phases. But I feel like personally, like that era is like my favorite. Like the 80s and the 90s, like I just, it's chef's kiss, bro. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I'm, like, call me, call me old school, whatever you want. But I just like, maybe it's just nostalgia. But for me, like that, like, I feel like that's, it's a, it was an unbeatable era. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, there's so much, there's so much great stuff. I mean, like, 
you know, one of the things that I did, like I, I did a deep dive into like the history of rap and then going through into the eighties, like Eric B and Rakim and stuff like that. I mean, like, because, because when I decided that I wanted to learn about flow, it, it's like, you got to start there. You got to start with the history to yep. get, to get to where you need to be now. Yep. Yep. You have to, you literally have to, man. And then you see where different styles are, are developed or what they morphed into. You know what I mean, and 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 I feel like that's important. It's just it's it's no different than falling in love with a with a uh, a comic book series, and it's like I want to know the origins of mm-hmm. X Men. Where did what happened with Wolverine? What happened with Cyclops? How did this become? You know what I mean? Because everything is always multiplying and advancing. It's dope to actually get back to the root of where it started. That's super dope. If you really are. Uh, a, a big fan, like not saying you're not a fan if you don't, because there's some TV shows I just jumped into and became a fan. Like I have to go back. You know what I mean? Just like I jumped in to, you know, the 90s of music and I didn't know, you know, a lot of stuff beforehand. And I just had had to gradually go back. You know, you hear I listen to an oldie station. I'm like, oh, that's where they got that sample from. Because you'll hear a song and you'll be like, oh, I know what this is. And it's like, no, that's actually not that song. <laughs> That's where they got this song. Yeah, from. it just keeps and, going further and further. Back. Yeah, so yeah. then you start you start learning like, and then you then you'll mess around and find out that they even sampled that song. You know what I mean? So it's it's just different layers, and it's just dope for me. It's intriguing, man, because it's just like wow, like for somebody that's an innovator or a pioneer of whatever this sound was that's been sampled a thousand times, like they have to feel good about that. Like they keep coming back to me. Like it's different layers that came from me. You know what I mean? And then I feel like there's a certain level of respect, too, when you can acknowledge that or even just know it. Well, absolutely. At least at one point in time, there was a statistic they had on how many, what percentage of songs that James Brown was sampled in. And it was just ridiculous. Man, that's that's, that's why I use, that's why I use them as an example, because I, I think I remember seeing that, too. And they and they started going through all of the different songs. I was like, whoa, just amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that that funk era is crazy, man. Like that is like oh, yeah. Well, and so many people, so many of those people like James Brown included, like got their start in that in that like race circuit of through Memphis and the South. And, and I mean, I've read about that as well. And like the musicians and the talent and skill that came out of that era is second to none. Unbeatable, man. I, I say it all the time, like literally unbeatable. It's um it's, it's it's dope, man. It's dope, and it's uh, it's fun, man. It's it's fun to to get out and experience it too, man. Like I love I love the live shows. I love I just love all music, man. Like like people people look at me crazy. My playlist is so crazy, bro. <laughs> My playlist is literally all over the place. Like how'd you go from listening to that to that? You know what I mean? It's just like I just. You know, my brain is like I'm I'm an eclectic person, bro. Like I love different things. I don't just have, you know, like I'm like like I compare it to food, bro. Like I'll try anything. You know what I mean? As long as it doesn't look like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna hurt me or something like that, or it just looks like nah, like it doesn't look safe. I'll try it. I I didn't eat sushi for years, bro. I was like, I'm not eating that crap, you know what I'm saying? And then I became a fan. I didn't like Brussels sprouts. Big fan. I didn't like fish. Bro, I wouldn't eat fish. My mom had to trick me one day. She made catfish. They told me it was fried chicken, and I murdered it. 
I had some, I was like, this is good. And she was literally, she was cackling on the ground, bro. She was literally <laughs> laughing so hard because she knows how much I hated fish. And she was like, yeah, so did you enjoy that fish that I just made? And I was so mad. <laughs> but after that, I, you know what I'm saying? So like, I've, you know, I've learned to expand, you know what I mean? My, my palate. Cause it's weird. You know, like, you know, if you're like a, you know, you're an open-minded person who likes to travel and try different things. There's a lot of people who just aren't like that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go anywhere. Oh, I don't, I don't want to go swimming. I don't, I don't like the cold weather. I don't like, I just kind of want to sit at home and eat chicken nuggets and fries for the rest of my life. <laughs> like for me, like, okay, all right, you know, it is what it is. But me, it's, it's, it's such a dope world out there, bro, with different cultures and different things to try and experience that I don't want to sell myself short of a dope experience of living. You know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I go different places. Like, hey, let's try this. Let's try this uh, Indian cuisine. Let's try this. Let's go here. Let's go get some Greek food. Let's try this. You know what I'm saying? Some people are just like, no, give me a burger and some fries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's understandable. But for me, I just, I just, you know, because you you'll mess around and fall in love with something and don't even know. And I and I think that totally shines through with your music. I think, and and that's one of the things that completely drew me to it was the fact that that you can hear your influences, you can hear the the variety in there, and I love the variety because because it is going to feed so many different parts of you know like what I want and and like my yeah. soul in that regard. Man, I, I'll give you I'll give you two just random random examples, right? Like, all right, so I got a song on there called Nightmare. That song sonically you know like instrumentally was inspired by nirvana you know what i mean something in the way you know what i mean and then uh previous album get well soon i have a very big song called hypocrite i don't even think i've said this on an interview before but the way my my cadence was influenced by tlc waterfalls mm. oh yeah yep you yeah, ever get some people so motivated think about like how t-boz was on on you know what I mean? Don't yeah. go chasing water. Like that raspiness, but still like like iconic. You know what I mean? Like I'm all over the place. No, absolutely. Uh, Hypocrite's a great song. I love it. Uh, from thank, that album. thank you, man. When, when you talk about writing lyrics, like how do you actually like write the lyrics? Do you kind of put them down? Do you, when you start, do you, do you just kind of go and see where it leads you? You know what's crazy, man? Um, I didn't realize how how big it was as a thing, but um, and I even learned that Tech Nine does this too. It's you know how back in the days they used to do like scatting, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you can find rhythms. Well, you literally are creating rhythms and doing that. So when it comes to those like technical songs that are a little bit quicker in speed, like that's kind of how I'll do it. Like I'll just kind of sit around and play with uh. What, what, what could be considered percussion. It's the same thing. Like if you're, you know what I mean? How that, you know, that like, that could literally morph into words. And that's how Tech, Tech literally said that's what he did. He was a percussionist. So like he gets his rhythms from that, like, like, like the drummer aspect, you know what I mean? And then sometimes like, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm real big into the literature side of things. So sometimes I'll just have a crazy metaphor that pops in my head. And I'm like, oh, just write that down. Oh, write that down. Ooh, that'd be a dope song concept. And then I'll just, you know, like I'm like, I'm telling you, there's times where like in movies, like I'll catch something that somebody says and I'll be like, wow, 
I got to, I got to build on that thought process. Like I'm real big, like things that excite me in movies. People look at me weird. I'll sit in the movie theater and Batman would be talking to Alfred and Alfred is a uh, drop some gems on Bruce Wayne. And I'll be like, bro, that like, bro, he's preaching right now. Like I'll literally pull my phone out. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. I like that stuff, man. Cause I feel like that type of stuff is important. You know, like, like I, I can literally draw inspiration from anything positive. You know what I mean? Especially cinema. Oh my God. So what are your favorite movies then? I have this, too many, man. I'm all <laughs> over the place, bro. Like, I'm all over the place. Like, I, for the longest time, it's, and it's completely random. When I was a kid, my favorite movie was Last Action Hero. <laughs> bro. Love that movie. I used to pray I would get a movie ticket and I could go into the movie and I could be with my action hero, man. Like, like you know what I mean? That movie is so dope and hilarious at the same time. You know what I mean? I lo- like, and then, like, I would turn that off and I'll go watch The Mask. You know what I mean? I love Jim Carrey. You know, um, I'm all over the place, man. Like, when, when I tell you, like, just hanging out with me is, is a trip because it's like, I just, I like, I like so many different things. Like, even like, I'm a gamer, bro. Like, I love Call of Duty, but then I'll turn that off and play God of War and then turn that off and then go play Final Fantasy. Like, I'm all over the place. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I could do, I, like, I, I play Super Mario. You know what I mean? Like, how you go <laughs> chopping heads off from Mortal Kombat to this this bubbly Super Mario game? You know what I mean? Like, like I like different things. I like I like different things. When you're out on tour, like, do, are, is this kind of thing that you bring with you? You, you know, you're watching the movies, you're playing the video games and stuff like that. Yeah, man, I like you know, and they I kind of get on my my friends and nerves a little bit because I'm always trying to do different things, like. I'll be like, hey, let's go here. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's um, let's go here. Let's go do this. Let's go try this. You know, and some people, man, like some people just I like the type of friends that I would like to be around are people that like to go just try things. Cause you know, a lot of people are like, oh, if I go spend some money on this and I don't like it, I'm gonna be mad. I'm like, well, it's, it's an experience. Like that's what we're doing. We're not here just to try to get the best experience and it has to be catered towards us because at the end of the day, you'll never know unless you try something, you know, when they say, don't knock it until you try it. Like I'm one of those kind of people, especially when it comes to traveling and doing different things. Like I got friends that would never get on a roller coaster. Like they'll go spend all this money at Disneyland just to stand there. You know what I mean? I'm going to go bungee jump. I'm going to one day I want to go skydiving. I love the snowboard. I grew up a skateboarder, man. I was the biggest Tony Hawk fan, period. You know what I mean? Like, I had birdhouse decks. Um, man, I used to, man, like, I I wanted to go pro when I was a kid before uh, getting seriously into the music. You know what I could still skate to this day. Is this, you know what I mean? So people look at me like, bro, you can skateboard? Like, yeah, bro, I got, I got two decks, two completes in my garage right now. I just don't do it as much as I used to. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, I'm a big Rodney Mullen fan. You know what I'm saying? I used to sit around and watch, uh, what was his name, uh, Rob Beardick, when he was, Robin Big was doing that thing. Rest in peace to Big Black. I, You know, I just, bro, I just like different things, bro. Like, it's just, I feel like there's so much fun stuff that you could do in the world rather than just, you know what I mean? But, you know, to each his own. 
Well, you know, I, 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 I've always said like experiences are everything in yeah. life because, yeah. because that's the thing. And it doesn't matter if it's a bad experience. I mean, a bad experience can still come out with a great story. Yeah. And then it's like, then, you know, you know what I mean? It, it, it is nothing but more information. You know what I'm saying? What, uh, what, um, hey, Mortal Kombat uh, 3, I think, trilogy. I think when you put the game on, I was a kid, bro. Y'all understand this. Mortal Kombat 3, the trilogy, right? Like the ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, right? When you put the Sega Genesis cartridge in, I had to probably be about 10. It literally said, there is no knowledge that is not power. And I wrote that down when I was a kid. I was like, that's dope. Wow. But it's just it's just a loading screen before you start. You know what I mean? It literally, when you put the Sega Genesis, put it in, turn it on, there is no knowledge that is not power. And I thought that shit was so dope as a kid. I was like, oh, I'm going to take that. I'm going to apply that. So you that made me want to just learn everything. It, <laughs> you know it's so saying? funny. It's so funny because, like, I remember Cool Modi and and his oh. album, Knowledge is King. And that was exactly the same thing for me, where it's just like, like I saw this, you know, Cool Modi with, the, you know, with sunglasses on and the Knowledge is King under it. And I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. And I feel like, you you know, and there, and then it's crazy because then you it's, it's easy to spot another person that 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 has that type of thought process. You can just tell even from like the way people dress or just the way they move. Like, oh, yeah, that that person is like all over the place, like how I am. You can just tell, you know what I mean? And it's and it's dope. It's dope when people like us connect with each other because we know that there is, it's just going to be dope because we're not we're not. um we're not shut off to the idea of learning different things or new things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, absolutely. I like it, bro. I like it, bro. I, don't, I like, I, I've, I've had enough boredom in my life. <laughs> to, to try to, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, let's go somewhere. Fuck it. Book the plane ticket. Let's go. Let's go do, let's, let's go see. Yeah, as long as we're safe, man. And we, and I know we can get back. Like, let's go. Let's see where it takes us. You know what I mean? So yeah, then that that's how I that's how I that's how I approach music, like literally. Let's do it because when I when I did hypocrite, people had never heard me do nothing like that. And as I was writing it, I was like, man, I wonder what people are gonna think. But at the same time, it was for me, like I liked the fact that I could create something like that. Just even like the sound, like like if you listen to one of my more hardcore dark songs, and then you turn around and listen to that, you're like, this sounds like two different artists. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I have different emotions and different layers to me. Like, I'm not just going to rap every song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you're playing live and like, how do you choose which songs you want to play? How do you choose what's going to connect with the audience? Trial and error. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me. Oh, man. It better be important. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Like I said, remember I said when I first went on, when I went on some of my first tours and I was doing the hardcore stuff and they were like, oh, yeah, that's dope. And then I started doing like the, the you know, the mental health awareness stuff like that. And it really connected. That's what made me say, well, man, you know what? If I get a chance to speak to anybody, especially like a mass group of people, like, I actually want to say something to anybody that may be going through anything because it's easy to feel unseen in a crowd. 
You know what I mean? And that's a whole metaphor within itself. Like, it's easy to walk through Walmart and be like, oh, why is that person? Look? You don't know what that person's going through. And it's dope to be able to say, hey, I just want to take the time to say if anybody out there is going through anything like, like I, you know, I love you. I, I'm just like you, man. You matter. And it, it's man, it's always connected. It's like somebody's always it's like we're never going to just go stand in a group of 10,000 people. And everybody's 100 percent OK. Everybody has some sort of, you know, unknown battle, silent war that they're fighting. And we don't know. You know what I mean? So I think it's a dope thing to acknowledge that and say, Hey man, me too. And it's, it's, it's all right, man. And you, I, like, you can talk to me. Like I'll come to the merchandise booth. You know, I got hugs. I got, I always say I got peace, love and free hugs. I say that at the end of all my shows, you know what I mean? And, um, it's dope, you know? And then as far as like certain tracks and stuff like that, that I pick, I like, I like to be high energy. I like for people to have a good time. I like, I like to do, a, I like to have a roller coaster. Like let's 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 turn up. Let's show them that I could do some, you know, verbal linguistics. Let's do that type of stuff. But then let's also have a message. Let's make it all connect. Let's take them on a roller coaster ride, and then you know, let's make them laugh. I tell jokes. You know what I mean? It's like I I don't know. It's like I can compare it to movies, bro. I like movies that embody all of that. I like roller coaster movies. Like oh, the action is dope. Oh, that's dope. Like oh, that got me in my feels. Oh, that was a dope message. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that oh that made me that made me laugh a little bit. Oh, that oh you know what I mean? Like when movies are just like well rounded, that's how I like to deliver. You know what I mean? I don't want to just come out and do sad song, sad song, sad song, sad song, sad song. You know what I mean? Because then it's like people are okay, okay, we're okay, we cry for thirty minutes now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like okay, we can cry. All right, all right, all right, all right let's let's turn the energy back up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a roller coaster. How did this last tour go with the, with Tech Nine and Hollywood Undead? Exactly like that. It was dope. Because, you know, Hollywood Undead, they, you know, and it's crazy because, and those are some really dope guys, man. I, I bonded with all of them, man. It was super dope. Um, we even have, like, certain songs that have the same name. They have a song named World War Me, and I have a, I have a whole album named World War Me. And it was just dope. Like, we we're like, man, like, we, like we're like alike. You know what I mean? So, uh we even plan on doing some music together, but it was just dope because they have a very, very, uh, what's the word, man? They have a really strong fan base, right? So a lot of them didn't don't know who Tech Nine is, don't know who I am. Just like a lot of technicians, a lot of Tech Nine fans probably don't know who Hollywood Undead is. And still King Iso, you know what I mean? So me just being the opener, it's like I have all of these people that m might not know who I am or that definitely don't know who I am, I have to convert them into a fan or a listener or a supporter. At the end of every single show, I would be at the merchandise booth and there would be a line of people with Hollywood Undead gear on. And they, the, the verbiage was always the same. I've never heard of you. I know I didn't even know who you are, but that stuff you said about mental health and da da da, da I, I am a fan for life now. Every night, every single night, Every night, Hollywood Undead gear head to toe, man. And they were giving me big hugs. Like, I, I don't even know strange music. I don't know nothing about nothing. But I'm going to go over there after I go get me another Hollywood Undead hoodie. I'm going to go get a King Iso hoodie. And you know what I mean? So I would see a Hollywood Undead hoodie, a King Iso shirt. Like, it was dope, man. It was super dope. It's dope to know, like, because you know me. I'm number one, bro. Like, I know how that rock world is. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you have to really impress 
to the listeners. You know what I mean? It ain't just press play and then, you know, walk back and forth and like, no, bro, you have to come with it, especially when people have live bands. I was telling Tech this the whole time, like, Tech, you got a live band, bro. Like, I don't have a band with me. So I had my buddy, Matt Phoenix, who's one of my artists on my label that I started called Project Be Well. He's playing live guitar and and, and playing drums on, on top of the show track and turning it up just so it hits like that, like a band is kind of there over tracks I already did. So the the core fans that know me, they're getting a whole different version of these songs. They're like, wait a minute, where did that guitar come from on Big Facts? That doesn't have a, or World War Me has a little more of a rock issue. Like, like I literally sat down and we programmed, I told them what I wanted them to play and how to play it. And it, and it worked. And I had my DJ, so it, so it worked. It's like, I have a band, you know what I mean? In spirit, but I'll have a DJ there, you know what I mean? But like sonically, it worked and it delivered and it was fun, bro. Like it, it, it let me know that I could do something that I didn't know I could do. Like now, like I'm in the, I'm in the thought process of, man, like Tech told me, he's like, man, like you need to try to get like a band together. I always use live instrumentation. Like if you listen to the song Feel, that's me and my guy Matt doing all of that. You know what I mean? And I, like there nothing, nothing beats live instruments at shows. Nothing. I don't care how dope of a button pusher you are. You know what I mean? When you got people, it's, it's unmatched. It, it will never be matched. You know what I'm saying? Like watching Tech do his big songs like that with a band was, and he's getting ready to do something with the symphony. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, Jesus Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like, to go out, like, imagine that on a tour. Like, you know how him and Chris Calico would do, like, you know, choir type stuff, but to actually have, like, a, a mind-blowing, you know what I mean? Well, because it takes it all back to the roots, right? Like, I mean, yes. I mean, having having those live musicians and having that, you know, like just that interaction yes. with the fans in that regard of seeing live instruments and playing this music. I mean, I mean, it's so it, it is all roots now. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, the, the only reason why people are, were able to start programming drums was because they literally found a way to emulate live music. That's, That's literally right. where all the digital stuff comes from. It's like, it's just another, it's just a, a computerized version of live instrumentation. That's all it is. Oh, I can program a kick, but you get, you get a, you get a real drummer out there. Boom, boom. It hits 10 times harder. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, and then things get to breathe. They get to take on their own, like feeling and stuff like that you know yeah, things can yeah, that's, that's, slow down they can speed up yeah. yeah and then every night they could add they could add they could add something different like the drum break might be different tonight they might have felt it it's, it's when you get to feel it in the moment rather than it being like programmed and it's just the same every night like it's that's that's what really made me fall in love with going to especially like hella rock shows i was like bro that's not the same show that they did last night like that's not the same drum break. Like he he was just feeling it and went crazy. Or the the guitar solo is might you know like yeah like they're not like what I they're not playing the exact they're playing the same thing. Like it's like okay you're gonna do a break right here, but it's not always a hundred percent the same. And I think that's dope because everybody's getting a different experience. Like you can't like you can't rehearse that. You know what I mean? Like oh he's just gonna go off for another 10 seconds. 
he didn't do that last night, but tonight he was really feeling it. You know what I mean? Like I, I watched Hollywood Undead do that. Oh, and I was man. like, this is dope. I was like, this is dope. I was like, I like this. Like you can just freestyle and do what you want, especially when everybody's on the same accord. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows what time it is. So that's dope. I had a lot of fun, man. It was, it was fun. It was, it was an experience of a lifetime. And I learned a lot about crowd control and, and what to do and what I would like to augment my uh, live show with. Oh, that is so awesome. Well, I, so, uh, I mean, it has been an absolutely amazing time. Love talking to you. And uh, I sure hope that we get a chance to come down and see you. Cause, uh, cause, cause after you just told me, told us about that, this is like, yeah, I got to see that. Oh man. Thank you, man. And, and Hey man, uh, the feeling is completely mutual. We're, uh, we're, we're at in Canada. Are you, I was just talking to, uh, I have an artist um, that I'm working with. Her name is uh, Tiny Wing. She's on the song uh, Party oh, yeah. Pain Away on the album. She's yeah. from Calgary. Well, that's where we're from. Wow. <laughs> that's my home. Holy okay. crap. You yeah. want the odds of that are? It's a big country. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, man. Look, and look, man. And uh, we, did, we did a Canadian run, I want to say, like a year and a half ago or something like that. And I had a blast out there. I like, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my friends have, uh, prior convictions and stuff like that. So it's like, uh, yes. I'm trying to like, Hey, can we, can we get up there? Cause I could get up there, you know, like I haven't, I haven't gotten in trouble in years. So it's been well over 10 years. I've been doing really well. You know what I mean? Um, I want to I want to bring the guys up there for a run. And it's like every, every venue we did, the promoter was like, we'd love to have you back, you know? So, Man, we'll, we'll be seeing each other sooner than soon. Because if they can't, if they can't get up there with me, I'll probably just have to do it myself and with who can come with me, or you know what I mean. But I, it has to be done. Well, that is awesome. Yes, and and man, you should hook us up with Tiny Wings. We'd love to uh, love to do a show. Oh yeah, I'll, I definitely will, man. I, uh, um, all right. Well, Iso, please tell everyone how they can uh, keep up with you you where they can find your music where they can find ildren and everything like that yeah so um on instagram which is where i'm at predominantly it's at the real king iso k-i-n-g-i-s-o facebook is king iso and just look for the blue check mark because there's a lot of scammers and a lot of artists are getting copied nowadays and people are trying to take advantage you know what i mean yeah so uh the real king iso on instagram facebook king iso um YouTube King ISO, or you can follow the Strange Music channel, and I have music on there as well. And uh, yeah, man, um, just you know, just just keep up with me. And uh, I got we're getting ready to do an Eldrin tour. I hope to bring that to Canada as well, man. We're, we're getting some dates locked in for the American run, and yeah, man, I, I just I hope to see everybody soon. Well, like I said, we hope to see you soon. Uh, loved, love the chat. Love your music. I mean, you are such a fantastic guy, and uh, and I wish you nothing but the best in the future. And honestly, like everything that you're saying, I mean, it's just like, you know, keep speaking the truth, man. Likewise, man. I, I gotta just say, I gotta just say, I didn't do a uh, best of 2023 albums, but if I did, Ildren would have been near or maybe even the very top album. It's a terrific album, and thank and you, man. Very I just, strong uh, work. Man, thank you. I just, I just want to, I just want to say something, man. Like real quick before we go, I met um. Y'all seen the movie Freedom Riders before? Ah, uh, 
I don't know. Remember, I uh, okay, so, so uh, is it uh, is it Hillary Swank? I think Hillary Swank did the, she was the one that portrayed this woman named Erin Gruel. I was in school. I did very well in like English. That was just, you know, obviously. Um, and I got put in honors class. And then for honors class, we got to go to like a, a lunch, a big lunch or like brunch, whatever they called it, a luncheon or whatever. <laughs> and she was, um, her name is Erin Gruel. She was the speaker. And she, I guess she made like a big difference in like a school out there in California, like with troubled youth and stuff like that. So she's like a, like a big writer, you know what I mean? And um, she, when she was autographing the books and I kind of gave her a little bit of my life story, what she wrote was uh, make sure you write what needs to be written and then put like much love. And I just, it just, it just stuck with me. So it's always been my mission to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to write and say what I feel like just like somebody should say it. Like somebody needs to like, you know what I mean? So that's what helps me be vulnerable. It's just like, I know that if somebody said, to me, what I say to my kids or even like my supporters and my friends and stuff like that, like it probably m would have made a, a, a hell of a difference. So I, I, I appreciate y'all, you know, even appreciating what I say and what I do. It means a lot. Well, thank you so much. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. There's music not much can change to say. lives and That's right. music can change lives. And uh, yours, yours is a powerful tool and you wield it well. Thank you, man. I appreciate you both, man. I'll, I'll see y'all real soon. I know where y'all at now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. King Isa, thank you so much. And, uh, and we will talk to you again. Okay. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I had this idea. You know, I tried to sober up and shit, you know. And uh, it, it, it didn't last too long, but I had this idea that kind of went like this. Hold on. I think that I just got that feel again. Put down a drink and drugs so I can feel again. Now I can feel everything. I was numbing so I couldn't feel nothing. Now I feel like a kid again, kid again, kid again. Wasn't even a teen yet. Before I started puffing on that green, yep. And get to live a long lifetime before I seen death. Was a rule before 21, euphoria seems next. I had an MD 2020, MDMA in my hand. Young and fucking on grown women before I grew to be a man. Sneaking in the bars, doing shows in the bathroom, coked out with the fans. Had school the next day, showed up with a pistol in my pants. Hey. Someone need to come and get him, Pam. I was sliding on them like was in a pan. Do you know what it feel like to kill a man? Tried to overdose, but got bigger plans. Skipping school and parked the whipping jam. Watching OG shave it down a kilogram. I've been smoking Mary since a little lamb. Two injections in me, 50 milligrams. Forced to me by a doctor here, middleman. They became a big farm, taking over little land. It could be hereditary. Think about your little man. Turn us to a zombie. I just want to be a citizen. They were trying to stabilize the hand as hot as maybe. I don't want you thinking for me. I'm a city doctor. Forget his hand. Never learn to heal what I'm feeling. I'm in the middle of war. Chilling for you with all the sickness because I don't give a damn. Two of my sons are in therapy now and it's scaring me how all of it expands. I ain't selfish, man. I sobered up. I don't tour on the bros. I spent 50 bands. Didn't drink for months or even have a blunt and then I felt the urge to kill again Cause who I'm suppressing since an adolescent Just woke up and needs a lending hand Because I think that I just got that feel again Put down the drink and drugs so I could feel again Now I can feel everything I was not
the rest of love living life because I think that I just got that feel again put down the drink and drugs so I could feel again now I can feel everything I was loving so I couldn't feel nothing now I feel like a kid again kid again Again. Back in the day like the freedom As a bad little kid having sex behind her Mausoleum With a place to sit on my face and on my Rocks and skeet em. If anybody recorded me up above, I'ma just say God delete them Living the evil life, I'ma numb my senses True. Even though liquor was expensive Coming to get it, I'm jumping over school fences Looking for a temptress Parents are working, I take her home, give her inches I was relentless True. All the G-winches, they need to have an E-mint list I'm really pushing P, never be false pretenses You let her go, you better know the D-trenches That was me, and 100% Accuracy, but I put on the clothes and it really mastered me Rapidly play a jersey, put it like it was tapestry Leaving me room to grow Still smoking on the weed, but the liquor I don't need it No! Never level up, beat it, I succeeded, though No more fuckboy, evidently Shit on me! A lot of fruits and vegetables, my shock was well And no doctor selling me Ritalin! It's me a 360 litty Citizen! New life, new data! Four kids and a nigga leveled up and had a Kid again 